0: Hi guys. So here I am with Todd Smith and Todd, you are a facilitator with Byron Katie's, The Work. And I'm not sure how many of the people listening to this have actually had experience with the work or heard of it by now. I think it's millions of people, um, have done it. But my, my personal experience was that when I first sort of had a bit of a shift and I was really called towards more, presence and mindfulness it was Eckhart Tolle that was the uh, entry point so he was I was starting to I read his book actually years before I read his book and it completely didn't click and then about five years three years later let's say um, suddenly it was like I was thirsty for that information and for more spiritual teachings and it totally made sense at that point as I heard that's like a common um, thing for many people. And she was actually touring with Eckhart on the same tours for a while there. And so I sort of got introduced to her work through him. And um, the overall, I mean, we can talk about from your perspective what, how it all worked. But for me, it was like a master class in how the mind works. And it totally did a complete 180 of what I thought I thought the way things worked and the way things really are to the way things really are. And <laughs> it's sort of like, you realize that it's sort of like the matrix taking the red pill, um, and everything you, your whole worldview kind of does a bit of a shift. And, um, I don't know, you, you've been deep into this world for much longer than myself. So I'm curious, Hey, how did, um, how did you come across her work eventually? What was your story? And also, what's yeah what's been your perspective like how how would you summarize her to somebody who's never come across the work before in Byron Katie
1: Yeah, great. Well, um I found the work in 2006, uh, my partner pointed out in Byron Katie's book Loving What Is in a bookstore and I and he said this is a real deal. He, he looks into a lot of this stuff and he really was impressed with her and so so I read the book, and I was just—I was like, "Whoa! This is the like missing piece that that I was I was missing." I've been into spiritual development my whole life, and I and I have a very um, big affinity for that. But there was something about her practicality; just it was so down to earth and so real. And I remember just just being really excited reading the book, and then I thought, "I want to start doing this." And so in 2007, I just started started doing it on a regular basis. And, and, uh, you know, when I first started the issue that was up for me was, was my relationship. Um, ironically, the person who gave me the book or pointed out the book was, the uh, was what was, was, um, it was tough for me at that time. I felt like I was in trapped in a relationship and had a lot of things going on. And I started working through it, just one little situation at a time, just doing this process called the work, and my perspective started shifting. I started seeing, like, wait a minute, maybe it's not so bad, maybe, wait a minute, maybe that's my doing, not his doing. And like, I started feeling more and more responsible, more and more empowered and the stress started falling away, and I can say now I'm 10 years later, and I'm still in the same relationship, and it's a very different relationship now, so for me, that's, that's from doing the work, yeah, Uh, now, second question is, what is, what is the work, and, and, um, and I think your, your insight was really good, that it's, it just invites you to look at things in a completely opposite way like completely different way so um you start out thinking that 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 this is absolute you know that somebody wronged me and then they turn it around and it ends up being wait a minute i'm wronging them or i'm wronging myself like what's going on here and and it's not just turning around. It's the work is self-inquiry. So that means asking yourself. It's it's like turning inwards and going, okay, what? First of all, what's up for me? What's going on for me? Noticing the emotions, then noticing the thoughts that are connected to those emotions, and then starting to question the thoughts um, that give rise to the emotions. And as I do, I look at all sides of it, every side that I can think of, and and the work just kind of points me in directions that I might not look um, on my own. So when I do that, I often come up with so many more options than what I would have, where I was at the starting point. And that the more options I see, the more my heart opens, the more I, re- I relax, and what I thought were problems often end up not being problems.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's so ridiculously simple on the outset. It's just a series of simple questions, but of course doing it requires deep introspection and really wanting to dig for the truth and wanting to just really, um uh, versus stay with your story, if you will. Um, yeah. for me, yeah. the biggest fascinating thing was that I guess before I believed stress is just a part of life. And then when something stressful came to me, it's more like, oh, shit, here's a big problem that I have to solve. And you have to change the outside world to fix that problem. And then Byron Katie has this one quote where she says, she words it many different ways, but essentially discomfort is the call to set yourself free. Or she says that stress is the alarm bell that you're believing something that isn't true. And then you start to think, oh, Is it the fact that actually maybe the thing that's stressful isn't the outside world and the thing that's happening, but you're mixed up in some way, you're kind of crossed up and confused. And that sets a whole different definition of how your emotional spectrum works, how this, how this beast, you know, actually ends up working that, oh, truth feels good and openness and peace and harmony. And then you know, when something's stressful, it just means there's some, some wires are crossed, you're confused about something. And that for me was, I just didn't believe it. I was like, that can't be possible. And then when I actually did the work, it's, it's been humbling to see how accurate that that's been true, you know? And when there is an issue that, oh, I've been faltering in this area, it doesn't actually feel that painful. It's just more of a, ah, an insight yeah, I've been fucking up this area for X number of years, but it's not actually the same emotion and the same stress, you know? So yeah. I don't know. I, I'm curious if, if you had a sort of a big, a similar reframe when it comes to the idea of stress and uh, peace and how that relates to being truth and not truth and just sort of that whole, I don't know, thinking and emotional alignment and how they interconnect
1: you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, we tend to think that that it's the world out there that's making me stressed. You know, it's my job. It's my boss. It's my partner. It's it's something. And and this is kind of a reframe because it's saying, wait a minute, this these things out here are are triggering me. Yes, they're they're challenging, definitely. But what I do with it inside is what makes me stressed or not. Now, when I'm not thinking about it, I don't, I don't, it just happens. I, somebody says something, I feel stressed. Nothing I can do about it. But what the work does is it allows me to, to back up and go, okay, what just happened there? Hold on a second. I experienced stress and I saw it coming from them. What was the thought that I was thinking there? And let me look at it. Is it true? And, and so, yeah, I, I don't know if I have anything more to add than what you just said, but that that is my experience as well that that the more I do the work or um I'm un I'm the less bothered I am by outside things um but also when I am bothered by them I there's a part of me that's almost excited that Something has come to my attention like that alarm clock says whoa There is something sitting in here that you that you've been holding and we're unaware of and so it just it just keeps waking me up Waking me up waking me up and that's the way I see life and then with the process of doing the work. It just becomes um, It becomes an enjoyable process of waking up not just Turn that darn alarm alarm clock off
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. um Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people hear that. And and at first, I know I didn't. They just don't believe it. that's true. They're like, that's bullshit. Of course, my boss is being an asshole to me and that's what's causing it. It's not my own internal interpretation. Um, And then, of course, you start to do it. And then if you really do the work um, and really explore it, it's fascinating. What's It's almost like mystery. It's very mysterious what ends up coming on the other side of your inquiry and your exploration.
1: I think that's a really important point is that is that it's you never know what's coming on the other side and that's what real genuine uh, exploration is all about I think of the work as exploration as as inquiry and inquiry means I'm asking what is the truth but I don't have a conceived idea a preconceived idea of what that truth is going to be I mean maybe it turns out that my boss is a jerk is true too like that I'm not going to rule that out just because I'm questioning it yeah but maybe um that's not the whole story maybe i am also being a jerk here both to myself and to them and so often i find there's a mix of like oh yeah there's some truth in the original statement and some truth in the turnaround and and that's all i'm looking for i just want to know the truth as best i can see it
0: sure and also i've known really strange things happen after you do it is that the triggers just end up shifting for some? It's sort of you can't really explain why but the thing that was testing you, you do the work and then suddenly that stimuli just stops. It's like we are in some way interconnected and how they were called to trigger you in that way suddenly is no longer moving through them or something, you know? Like the mystery of life happens. And <laughs> you just have to, after after happens enough times, you just go, "Okay, this is the way the world works, the universe works." And <laughs> but it's 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 crazy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. And yeah, one last point I was going to say that I think she's got a really good analogy. Byron Katie always says that um, you look at something and it looks like it is a snake and you believe it's a snake and you have fear towards it, metaphorically, and you walk closer and you realize, oh, it's just a piece of rope. And then you can never go backwards into thinking that it was a snake again and get scared by it because you know, you know, if you're ever a kid and you ever did that, you'll you'll have that reframe. And then, yeah, it's like once you dive into the truth and you investigate an area and you gain that insight, you really cannot go back to the way you were. It's like you've yeah. now really evolved in, in a profound way. You really sort of transcended that little issue until the next
1: one comes up. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite thing about the work is that the work I've done, the work I did 10 years ago is still serving me today. Like once that's done, once I saw that 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 snake was just a rope. I, I really cannot go back to seeing it that. Way. And there, there are so many issues like that, that are just like, you know, just a bunch of old strings, ropes laying around that just don't scare me anymore. Yeah. And of course there's always another one that's, that's, that gets me and that's my next piece of work. But That's, that's what keeps it interesting as well.
0: Yeah. For me, I, I was doing so much work at uh, one point that I just bought a, a little work, a notebook or whatever. So instead of Mm -hmm. using the print offs, by the way, yeah, so she has a lot of print offs and explains everything. And if you're curious to do the work, we'll talk about later how to actually go about it. But um, basically, as I was doing it, you need to write down your, your stuff as the exercise. And um, I was sort of flipping back through when I finished one of these books off, I polished it off all full of, you know, each page was a different uh work. I look back at the earlier ones and I just laugh at them. I was like, did how is I actually stressed out by that? That's crazy. <laughs> I, there's no way I believe that. But right. you know, it's right. like you, you It's tr- hard to
1: fathom. Like I I really believe that. Yeah. What? <laughs> and it just
0: becomes hilarious, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um a lot of people go to her uh go to her actual um events that she does or they'll actually go to um, I believe I'm not sure what the name of her course is.
1: The main one is the school for the work, the school, for which the work. Is a, like a, it's a nine day program in residence, either in, in California or in Germany, but it happens two or three times a year.
0: Sure. And then is that actually, once you've gone through that, you now can become a facilitator, whether it's volunteer or else make it actual, um, uh, like you can start making your business around it. Yes.
1: Well, there are no restrictions on what the work itself is just a free thing. It's like four questions and turnarounds. They're on the work.com Byron Katie's website. And there's no restrictions. You could use that with your clients if you wanted to. And you could do that professionally, all of that if you wanted to without any certification. But if you want Byron Katie to recommend you as a certified facilitator, then she has a whole training program. And the first step is that that school for the work that's not just for training facilitators but that's for training anyone to really go deep in the work but then once you're right once you've completed that then there's probably a i don't know maybe 800 hour course that she um that she runs that trains people to become facilitators of the work and if you pass through all of that then she'll put your name on your website and and recommend people for you yeah
0: and um Actually, that's how I came across yourself was because one is if you go to the website, um, she on her YouTube channel, she actually has um, real people doing the work on these different various uh, subjects. And then um, you can watch in real time, someone going through this profound experience of having an insight or a reframe around this thing that's been haunting them type thing and stressing them out. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's interesting because I see some people up there and those issues don't touch me. Like I don't have any stress around them and I don't resonate with it. And then you see the one video that really does resonate with you and like, I'm going through that right now. And I believe these things and that watching somebody else go out there and put themselves in the line and go through the experience, you do it with them. You're doing the work with them. And, um, yeah, your video was around, uh, not living up to your full potential. And that was, that was a theme that I, I I think many North Americans, you know, I've been living over in Europe and traveling a lot. And you see that, uh, for example, in Spain, I spent a lot of time in Spain, they don't have that pressure or that idea fed into them from a young age, but North Americans have a very strong idea that you got to live up to your full potential. And if you aren't, you're settling and you're, you know, you get to really get your act together and all that kind of stuff. Um... Yeah. And so that's, so, uh, and also I think the, the video, I think I saw it today, it's got around 300,000 views or something like that. <laughs> <That's crazy>. So, <laughs> so that's basically,
1: funny. yeah. Like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm in trouble now.
0: Yeah. And I was, I was telling you also that, you know, it's, it's so, it's such a gift that people put their vulnerabilities out there and their stuff. And even though it's kind of like, yeah, people are seeing my, my inner vulnerabilities if you will it's so it's so beneficial for other people um
1: yeah and and, and, you know that's a great way to start with the work too for people that are new to the work is just to watch a bunch of those videos and you get this you get to really have the experience without without actually doing it and you you get the flavor for it Um, especially if you pick a topic like you said that you're that you're resonating with it can it can really um be quite quite powerful
0: yeah it's very fascinating to see the women that are overweight and they're saying, yeah, I'm too fat. And then you look at it and you sort of say, how is Byron Katie going to address this? Like what's going to happen in this conversation? And then you sort of see as it unfolds. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah it is. And I actually, I actually did work uh, with Todd and we, and he has a, we'll talk about this a bit later, but you have a website and you actually do this now full time where you facilitate people through the work because yeah, you can read the book and you get how it works and you apply it. And for myself, I got really far with that on my own. Whenever I'd stress come up, I'd go through it. And then there was just some issues that came up that I just found no progress being made. And that's when you can reach out to a facilitator. Um, and there was free ones that I used. But honestly, I just felt that I tried that a few times and there just nothing really connected. And then maybe the reason why I had more of a breakthrough with you was because um, you had also had very similar um stress points or very similar issues that you work through with the work and i think that's really important versus someone who hasn't potentially i don't know that's been my experience you know that helps a lot yeah i mean
1: that there there are several hundred people who are certified facilitators around the world now and each one has worked different stressful areas and you know just depending on what was big for them and so yeah, certain certain people you'll find if you're looking for a facilitator, you just really, you'll resonate because oh yeah, they've been doing some of the same work that that I want to do. And that can be a can be a support. Yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um one thought that I had when I was first doing this a lot, I thought, am I really growing here? Is this really a path to growth or is it just, you know, every single day I have another silly little thought that I am writing down on paper, put on paper and addressing and so I'm curious what have what have been the biggest insight that you've learned for doing this for ten years <laughs> where Where was yeah. it in the beginning days and then I don't know when you're doing it now have you like yeah, I'm just really fascinated. A decade is a long time on a regular basis to' be doing the work, so yeah, what's what's what have you gleaned from that?
1: True, yes, it is a long time um, well, for me, like I said, the biggest issue was my relationship, and that that took lots and lots and lots of, of worksheets and work and day in and day out for for a long time. Um, you know, it first started out with just feeling very trapped and, and feeling very victimized and slowly I started noticing that I was a player in the whole thing. And then over time I remember it started clicking in like Wait a minute. Maybe I'm the one that's kind of the jerk in, in the situation in the relationship, and and I started having some kind of real uh, eye openers that that my partner wasn't the person I had made him out to be, and so it started shifting. My emotions started shifting from like really almost feeling like just dislike to to feeling or neutral, and then over time I started finding. A lot of things that I started liking about him, and then it started growing, and so that's a cumulative over years kind of process. Um, but the kind of things that I've learned that I learned was how to, uh, when if he says something critical to me, how to how to deal with that. Like I no longer rarely get triggered when he says something very direct to me, and I I came. a very kind of sensitive person so for me to hear direct like that he doesn't like something it would be it would be very threatening to my to my to my ego and now it's it's a much more there's so many options i see that i I, understanding what he's saying openness for what um what the truth of what he's saying may be there's a lot more ease um you know i used to have a lot more trouble sleeping. I don't have trouble sleeping anymore. <laughs> um, I, um, I, it's like that's just in the relationship area, in the area of my, my business, um, I, and work and money, that's been a huge area that I've done a lot of work on. And I mean, I spent a couple months last year really getting doing some work on having to make a living, period. Like, I was, I was focused on, I have to make a living. And I was really questioning that, and I started realizing that that was also not necessarily true. Like, that there were a lot of supports here. First of all, I'm married. Second of all, even if this fails, there's a million other options. Like, there was no um, pressure. And now I find myself in a really much easier space with money and with with my business. Um, It's hard for me to even look from like, from the from such a high from like 30,000 feet down on all the different things that have changed but it's always been just one little thing somebody looked at me funny and said something somebody doubted me somebody um gave me some some negative feedback and I would write a whole worksheet on that and go into it and see other ways of experiencing the same situation and so that work continues to, to, to this day. There's still pieces that I find, stresses that come up. But the intensity of it, the, um, the kind of stresses that come up are just not as overwhelming as they used to be by a long shot.
0: I really resonate with what you said there, plus before when you said that you just don't get bothered by it as much, you know? And yeah. Because when you're in that place where you're almost in panic mode, you really do think that, oh, if I got the perfect job, that's, well, that will solve this. And I don't believe that's true anymore. I think that, or if I'm in the wrong relationship, so you just cut it out, get another partner, but you're probably going to repeat the same thing over again. Yeah, it seems seems to me like we have these themes that we experience through life. And it's almost like that's the theme that we cut our teeth on to try to, or to evolve and get growth. And sort of like, some people have to deal with addiction. Some people have to deal with, you know, food and the relationship with, Um, gaining weight and all that whole thing, you know, like Oprah openly talks about that's one of her biggest challenges. Some people it's money. So like, it's sort of, it's interesting how the work can definitely be a practice where you're getting progress or insight, or you're deepening into it and getting free of it, if you will, inch by inch, literally, you know, you're getting your freedom
1: just bit by bit. Exactly. You know, like you said, cutting your teeth, it's like, Something comes. This is my issue. So what the work is saying, instead of like tabling it or trying to avoid it or somehow um, somehow not deal with it, the work is just saying, here's a way to literally deal with it as it comes up. And so you just keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger in the areas where you've been weak. And so my weak my weak areas become stronger and it's really empowering. Yeah,
0: Ryan Holiday has a book, um, "The Obstacle Is the Way," and he says that the way out is through. Where it's obviously a Stoic approach, and I think and definitely has that approach built into it, where you're just going directly into the the fire um, and getting freedom from it as as you do.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and what makes what I love about the work is that it that process. Is somehow enjoyable. I actually enjoy doing the work. It's it's not like I have to like um, do the work. It's not this. It's not this burden. It's something that is playful and it's and it's. I find it fun. Um, so even though it's serious in certain ways, there's a there's a lightness to it as well. And so even though I'm going into it into the stress, um, I'm finding that I can meet. Myself there, no matter how deep and dark it may feel.
0: Absolutely. And that,
1: yeah.
0: And I like how even even no matter how, how dark or how evil the thought is that you're putting down on paper might be, somehow just putting the paper, you bring it into that grace, into that safe space, if you will, to like you know what, we're just gonna go into it anyways. And yeah, yeah, it does take out the seriousness of it and the heaviness of it. Absolutely. I found anyways and everything is is you're able to put everything on paper and question anything no matter what no matter how. you can't put that sometimes
1: i write some really embarrassing things i'm like i can't believe i'm gonna write this you know but that's what i'm thinking so i write it down (laughs) and i'm like okay i'm gonna question it and and it's so freeing to do that and other times it seems so trite oh i'm not gonna this is not really doesn't really bother me but but it does to a certain degree so i write it down and i work it and and each time I, I just get a little no, another bit of freedom
0: so one question I had was around facilitating um, not only have you done the work for 10 years but you've also helped people for the last 5 years and I'm just curious what's been your biggest insight that you've got by going through that process
1: yeah it's it's um, facilitating is is something that I really enjoy doing it's something that feels right to me in terms of a way of serving um and it's interesting what i think one of the biggest things i've taken away over the years is how how little i have to do that really my role is simply to hold the person in their work keep bringing them back to these questions and then let them discover what they discover so i'm not i'm not teaching i'm not um giving therapy in any way i'm not um I'm not really helping even, I'm just just holding the space and allowing that self-inquiry to do what it does. In fact, my experience is whenever I have had an insight and I've shared it with a client, more often than not, it didn't really resonate for them. So it's it's really what comes up from inside that, that really seems to transform people and that's certainly been my experience when I've been my own client. Um, it's my own insights that really, that really opened me up. So, so yeah, facilitating is, it's, it's a pleasure. And I also know from one of the things that's kind of amazing about doing that is just like listening to videos of people doing their work is transforming, facilitating somebody and listening to them do their work can be transforming for me as well. So I've gained a lot of insights for myself personally, just by listening to other people do their work.
0: Absolutely. I have the same experience. You see somebody else talking about something and you think it's not even an issue and you're like, yeah, I actually, you know, I struggle with the same thing or I believe the same thing. And that kind of stresses me out. Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing is that it shows me how similar we all are. Like we all, when I grew up, I didn't really know what other people we're going through but the more I've worked with people the more I realize oh my gosh we're all the same like there's just it's not like I have all these terrible problems and 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 no one else does it's like we're all just working working through um in our own ways so that's very very freeing to know that I'm that we're all dealing with the same stuff
0: yeah. And they often say in writing and in any kind of a form of expression, the more detailed you are about your own personal experience, the more people resonate, ironically, because you think that the more broad stroked you are and the more general, um, they're gonna, you're going to catch a wider, you're going to, what is it? Cast a wider net. But it's actually the more you really just hammer on the exact things that are going through you. People are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally yeah, resonate with that.
1: Exactly. And I think that's what the work really, where, where the work really shines is it's all about specifics. It's like, just what is, what is bothering you in this situation, in this specific moment? And the whole, my whole life is of course involved there. But when I go right into those details, it gets so real. And when I start finding my insights about those very real things, it really, it really touches my heart.
0: Absolutely. Um, and also, yeah, it, it. I think it takes away the, the experience of being personal. So, when you know, I was telling you before, like I always, you know, tip my hat to the people that can go and on video and express themselves. But really, when you look in, when you look at it, we all share the same neuroses and the same. You know, that's why you see people resonating with these topics because they're not alone when it comes to money issues. When it comes to all these different issues, you know, millions of people share the same one. So we're all in this boat together. We're all working through and sort of almost like breaking the chains of a lot of these compulsions and these really yeah. firm beliefs that we've inherited, if you will, if you will, you know? Exactly. Um, I'm I'm curious about a couple other things that Byron, County, Byron Katie talks about that I've thought about a lot. One is about the idea that she often says that there's not a single speck of dust at a place. So she has this whole thing where everything that's happening, there's this one quote that I highlight here that I really like where she said, your medicine is whatever appears now. (laughs) And I really had a hard time sort of being, you know, I don't know, believing that. And I was sort of more skeptical about it. And I was thinking, is that true, though, or is it just random events happening to you and unfolding? Um, but as I, know, as I progress and go deeper and deeper, I sort of I'm able to at least extract value and insight and something beneficial out of every interaction. I can almost have a conversation with a friend and walk away afterwards and say, what did I get from that? And, say, and I see, oh, there's one thing came up in conversation that really, you know, I needed to hear, you know, you can sort of see how that could be true. But, um, yeah, so basically I'm curious about your insight with that. Like some of these worldviews that that she brings to the table around, I don't know, everything's perfect. Everything's got grace. Everything's kind of okay. And it's all about our own interpretation of it happening versus now all these things are broken and our job is to go out there and fix them. Right. Like the yeah. dance between action out there versus surrender to what's happening and sort of, I don't know. Right. Right. She, she seems to take more of a heavy lean towards the surrender side and the, you know, work on your own stuff first versus going out there and fixing all the broken things, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just curious. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you, don't have an opinion, that's fine. I'm
1: just. No, it, it is. It's a good subject. And, and I think, um, First of all, with anything Byron Katie says or any other person says, I always first hold it as just a theory, like a hypothesis. And then I start thinking, okay, what's my experience? And where is that, is that is it possibly true that I'm, that? and so I, I try to keep experimenting with it, but I don't necessarily just adopt someone else's experience and try to say, okay, now that's, that's the truth. Um, yeah. I want to find out for myself. And I think that's what inquiry is, is all about. But I, I often find that it's, it, it's a little bit of both. Like, um, the, who knows, maybe the, the universe is kind of random and th- random things are happening to me. But why it could be a medicine for me is that it shows me, first of all, if I'm inflexible in some way. Like if something comes to me that I can't handle, the universe is gonna show me that. And so how can I then see, possibly by doing my work, a way of becoming more flexible and moving with reality. You know, they say the definition of insanity is, is, um, well, there are many definitions, but basically, (laughs) basically wanting things to be different than the way they are, basically fighting reality. And so reality, I don't have a choice about reality. It is what it is. And so I'm either on board with that or I'm fighting it. And if I'm fighting it, it feels like stress. If I'm on board with it, I'm okay but just because I'm on board with it doesn't mean I'm passive it's like I've accepted reality as it is here and now I still have the ability to act and I may still want to change things in the real world so my experience is I've become more proactive having done the work as opposed to sort of giving up and 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 leaving um and 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 becoming passive so it's, it's almost like by accepting things the way they are, I actually have a better chance of changing them than if I'm just fighting them and saying this shouldn't be happening.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I've had that same experience. And also, let's say someone in your family dies and there's a death and you accept that death. I don't think it necessarily means at all that you're going to be a cold robot and you don't feel it. You're like, yeah, I think you're more likely to say, yeah, and now these overwhelming feelings of, whatever is coming up and I'm just gonna feel them completely and so you just yeah. go through that process and you know That's part of what's coming up. That's part of reality, too. You know, it's not part sort of, of
1: reality is what's inside as well Yeah, 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 so. yeah. so you know her book title loving what is is so appropriate it's just it's like how can I get on board with with whatever is happening and and ride the wave and then not only ride the wave, but like, you know, maybe even do a few tricks on the wave as well.
0: <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, and also it's weird. I listened to a few sentences of one of her audiobooks and suddenly you just get that place of, yeah, I get it. Everything's all, everything's fine. Everything's cool. Everything's good. And then you think about it. That's when the stress comes and you can really, she puts yeah. you in that place and you know, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes yeah, it's just I, w-
1: because I get it like, you know, intellectually, or I'm in a space like everything's good. It's like, okay, well, let's see. And then the next thing that comes, if it, if it, if it triggers me, then I'm like, okay, yeah, I still have some more things to do the work on.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I can nerd out on this all day, but the last, the last thing I want to say before we, you know, is talk a little bit more about, um, actual doing the work and ways to do it. Um, I don't know, it really strikes me sometimes when I see her up there on the couch and doing work with people and someone's got this really heavy story and they are crying and they're emotional and she's just there unaffected by it. Like she's not sort of, I guess there's a bit of a knee jerk response that if you, that you have to also buy into these stories and cry along with them and be like, yeah, it's so sad, but she's just, I don't know, (laughs) seems so free from the stories and she's, but stays in like a permanent state of grace with them and with, you know, truth you know, yeah. and if, if someone's got like a really heavy victim story, she'll sort of be like, are you really the victim though? And she just won't sort of follow them into that place, even though sort of like the whole room and all the movies were told in society that we're supposed to feel sorry for that person in this. And she's like, no, nope.
1: right. Right. It's like, what, what would serve the person best to be there, you know, completely involved in their story and crying with them or being one person strong in the room and, actually getting that person to really look at things and see is is this really is this really the whole story and so yeah it's a it's a powerful role to be in one of neutrality one of not going into the other person's business but at the same time being there to support them in in a very real way
0: absolutely and also it's a rare it's a rare time when a human being is ready to actually leave aside I remember when I was again when I when I told the story I first read Eckhart Tolle and he was basically I felt like he was asking me to let go of these almost like sweet I don't know this this uh sweet seductiveness of the mind and all the ego and stuff and I really still liked it I really didn't want to let it go I was enjoying it and then there was a sort of a shift that I have or suddenly I was done with it and I was ready to become free from these stories and I wanted to get rid of them. So it's sort of, um, trying to convince somebody or someone trying to convince themselves to do the work when they're really not ready is pointless. So no, no, it's self-inquiry.
1: So it's like they, (laughs) each person has to come to it themselves and it has to, it either resonates or it doesn't. Sure.
0: Yeah, and I think that Byron Katie is just one way out of many. And for some people, if they feel like they've tried this path, they tried this path that it's just not working, Byron Katie's method could just be one that, like for you, for example, that you enjoy, it's actually fun to do and it yeah. works and it's your most best built for that kind of practice versus some sort of, you know, asana yoga or something like that or some meditation type. And you might combine different ones like yeah
1: i tend to combine but i I love yoga and i love meditation i do those regularly as well but you know like there's just so many paths there's so many paths of devotion path of service so many so many different ways of of evolving spiritually and so in fact doesn't have to be a formal path life itself is a path it's just it's just leading me along Stage at a time, and this one just happens to really resonate with me, and so that's why I do
0: it. I think it really is an accelerant. She calls it um, enlightenment on steroids because if you do it every single day, you really do get an accelerated release from things. You know, it's pretty fascinating. That's in my experience, anyways. Yep. Um, So, you mentioned before um, in an earlier conversation that you have something come up in October. You interestingly go and do retreats in the Sahara Desert.
1: Yes, I've got, this will be the second year I'm going back to the Sahara Desert with um, another facilitator, friend of mine, Marco. Why
0: why the Sahara Desert? Why the
1: Sahara? It is, first of all, because my my friend asked me, do you want to go to the Sahara and do a retreat? And I'm like, sure. (laughs) So it was that easy. But um, having been there once, uh, and I never had any great draw to go to the Sahara, but it was cool. It was really cool. I felt like I left the planet for a week. I really, there was, of course, no internet, no nothing, even your batteries and your cell phone die after a day or two. (laughs) And we're just walking on these dunes, um, many times barefoot, and, you know, having a campfire at night and and doing a lot of the work. And it was just really, really sweet. I felt like I really reconnected to myself um, during that week. And so we're doing it again. Uh, It's a small group, you know, probably, 10 people at the most. And, uh, if you're, if you're interested, that's going to be sometime in October and it's, it's on my website.
0: And what's your website?
1: Uh, the work as meditation.com.
0: The work as meditation.com. Good. Yeah. And also, um, yeah, yeah. People can definitely do one-on-one work with you also. I did one on work. I can highly recommend Todd if um, especially if you watch the videos and you can really see how he works with other clients, that was really helpful for me to say, yeah, yeah, I like, I like your approach versus, you know, other people's. Um, and that's also on your website, right?
1: Yes, that is. Yeah. Private sessions on on my website.
0: And you also have group ones, right? Group uh, for free. I do. I
1: have, um, I have what I call open sessions, and this is once a week for a half hour. It's a great way to observe other people doing the work or to do the work yourself. Um, we meet on a Zoom um, video conference uh, different times during the week, and I put up a schedule. So if you sign up, then you'll join in with whoever else calls in on that call, usually, I don't know, 10 to 15 people. And and we'll either. I'll either facilitate someone on something some something they did, like a, we'll do the work together, or if people have questions, then I'll answer any questions that come up as well. It's a great way. It's a, it's a sweet kind of group, and it's a it's a great way to do the work for free. And then...
0: Uh, you can even go and just be like a passive observer if it's your first time, and you're just curious. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: my, Most people are passive observers, like usually one volunteer or two volunteers. <laughs> Per session okay. everyone else is just watching so yeah that's
0: how everybody is just,
1: totally <laughs>
0: flying the wall cool yeah yeah and also it's just saying you do retreats in the sahara desert sounds badass too
1: I was gonna it's say. pretty fun it's pretty cool we and we we the bedouin which are the semi-nomadic people that live there they're the ones that are gu- our guides they like take care of us we go they call our stuff out on camels and they like make our food for us. And uh, yeah, awesome. it's pretty
0: cool. Yeah. I've never been, I'd love to do it. Um, so yeah, that's basically all we have time for. I really want to thank you. Thank you, Todd, for taking the time to do this and dorking out with me on this subject and going deep dive into the world of, um, the work for me, it's a fascinating topic. It's a fascinating approach. It's effective. Um, it works for millions of people too. So, I hope uh, people listening to this can, you know, get a lot of value out of it. And, you know, if it resonates, dive into it and see if it works for you. No?
1: Yeah, that's the acid test, you know, to try it out and just see. And um, those questions are, are available, you know, on Byron Katie's website, thework.com, or on my website, theworkasmeditation.com. So check it out and, um, and just give it a try. It's, it's, in my experience, quite a lot of fun. Why
0: not? I only have one life. Go for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's great, great um, talking with you and hanging out with you. Really enjoyed it as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the video here is frozen. I'm not sure if it'll show up in the recording or not, but that's the, it it's a good uh, it's a good sign to, to close it up. So yeah, exactly.
1: Yep, yeah. all okay. good.
0: <laughs> so thanks a lot again. Uh, the website is the work with meditation. The work, no, work as the meditation. work as Cool. Thanks a lot, Todd. We'll talk to you next time, okay?
1: Okay, my pleasure. Take care, Greg. Bye.